Hey gang, it's Eric Hatch with the Hatching Leaders Podcast. Podcast number seven is coming at you in just a moment. I really am excited about talking about developing as a leader. I wish it was one size fits all and I wish it was easy. I wish it was something that we could just have like one rule for and everybody else followed, but it's not. It is a tailored and customized plan. We want to help you develop that plan by talking about some trading cards that you can develop at your own world. Literally, imagine a baseball player on a trading card. That's what you should have for people that you're connected with is a trading card on them. We'll show you how. I want you to be reminded that fast isn't better, that leadership is going to be slow, and if you take your time with it, you're going to bear all the fruit from the work that you do. So gang, buckle up, strap in, and here we go with podcast number seven. So I'm a child that was conceived in the 70s, born in the 80s, lived through the 80s and 90s, and I've seen some stuff. I've seen some of the worst fashion choices anybody has ever seen in the history of anybody's. My family, uh, my gosh, it has been a mess. Let me tell you about my family. Is I grew up, uh, my dad wasn't in the picture, but it was my mom, uh, my sister Tanya, who's four years older than me, and the only family we had in town was my aunt, Anne. Uh, she was divorced and she has four kids, three of whom are female. And so I grew up in what I like to declare as a sea of estrogen. And if you don't believe me, uh, there was a moment in time. It was uh, I was about eight years old. My sister was 12. By the way, she loves it when I tell this story. And we went to a, a restaurant after church uh, and we, my sister got a purse as a present and it wasn't her birthday and it wasn't a holiday by any means. And so as a little eight-year-old, I threw a fit and I'm like, why is Tanya getting a purse? This is an outrage. And my mom whispers in my ear, she said, Tanya had her first period. And so she got a purse filled with tampons. Ah, that was my family. Uh, Lord love them. And that's just a super weird, awesome memory that I have. But I grew up in a sea of estrogen and them, uh, the, those family members as children of the 80s and 90s, uh, they did every fashion trend imaginable. You could literally see a hole in the ozone layer from all of the Aquanet hairspray they had in their hair at any given time. It was a mess. And, and there was this trend. I think it was a Benetton uh, trend. They had these things called multiples. Multiples were these mix and match, neon colored, broadly and, and boldly designed fashion pieces where you could just cinch it. If it didn't fit, you just cinched it. And so you tied it up and together and, and like think of swatches. If you remember swatches is that same kind of bright colors and just chaotic. And I watched my family wear these one size fits all clothes and they looked crazy in them. One size fits all is an interesting idea, isn't it? One size fits all is this philosophy uh, that I believe most of us wish the world adopted because it's just easy. Multiples sold one size of clothes and it was just supposed to fit everybody. But gang, I'm 6'2", built like a lineman, and I can't fit into the same kind of clothes that you can probably fit into. What fits really nice is a custom suit. What fits really nice is a custom dress. I mean, not that I've worn a custom dress, but I've just heard. What fits really nice is when something is made just for me. And that's what I think leadership should be about, is that leadership is not a one-size-fits-all. Everybody can fit into this magical box. 
And instead, it is this customized, designed, personalized thing that other people can embrace. Now, there's a lot of things out there that have been tools when it comes to this one-size-fits-all mentality versus a customized plan. I remember when I got married, uh, I got handed a book called The Five Love Languages. Really great book, uh, and I uh, felt so compelled to read it that it took me like eight years into marriage to actually read it. <laughs> I didn't want people to tell me like how to, how to be uh, a better husband. I just thought I'd be a great husband, and yeah, they were right. I was wrong. So as we went through this, uh, and I finally took my love languages test, and by the way, you can go online, you can hit the Googles and just type in there uh, the five love languages quiz, and you can find out what your love language is. I am equal parts words of affirmation, physical touch, and acts of service. I'm equal parts, all three of them. I have like zero, I, I literally rate a zero for receiving gifts, and I'm barely measuring for quality time. It's really interesting. There's five things. Again, let me circle back on that. It's quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Even without going online, if you're curious which one or which ones are most identifiable to you, is it's probably the one that you give the most of. If you give compliments all the time and are consistently filling people's buckets, you're a words of affirmation person. If you're an acts of service person, you probably empty the dishwasher even when it's not your turn. Or you see somebody that's sick and so you just bake them a casserole or a hot dish. We call it hot dish in the Midwest, but I don't want to confuse people who are listening like on the coast. So there I go dumbing it down for you. If you're a quality time person, it's not a quantity time, but it's a quality time. You'd rather have all cell phones and devices put away and just having a really intimate conversation. If you're physical touch, it means uh, not just sex, uh, although it probably shows up on there. It, it means, you know, hugs and pats on the back and holding hands and that kind of connected intimacy. By the way, even in the workplace, physical touch still shows up uh, if you have permission from the person to pat them on the back or hug or that sort of thing. And then the final one here is, uh, boy, here I go. got to search for it. The final one is... Uh, I said words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, um, acts of service, and receiving gifts. There it is. I got there. Glad you could go on that journey with me. Uh, Receiving gifts means, uh, of course, if you're somebody that loves to give gifts, not when it's Valentine's Day or not when it's Christmas, but just because you were thinking of that person and you saw something and it made you think of them. Those are the five love languages. And what we've done at Hatch Realty and Hatch Coaching is we've created trading cards These trading cards talk about our love languages on them. We want to know a customizable, not one size fits all, but instead a customizable plan on what we can do to best show love to that person. So on the trading cards, the first thing we have are uh, the, the, the love languages. The second piece that we have on there is a disc profile. The DISC profile is really common in real estate. Uh, It is uh, best explained like this. And by the way, you're D-I-S-C, DISC. Uh, You're either a high D, a high I, a high I, or a high S. And it ranks from 1 to 99 on this scale. In a DISC profile, we and, and anybody who applies to work with us as well as anybody who does work with us fills out one of these profiles so we get an idea of who they are and what makes them tick. A high D is somebody who's dominant. They're a driver and they're demanding. Probably a typical CEO that you would imagine is going to be a high D. 
they like authority. Um, they are probably a little more aggressive than the average Joe. To give you perspective on a scale of 1 to 99, I'm a 99 on my D. The next is the I. I is influential or social. These are people who love the spotlight. They crave connection with other people. They, uh, they prefer uh, conversations over anything else. They get their energy from others. Uh, these are people who uh, realistically are the chatty Cathy's of the world. I am also a 99 on the I, but those that know me know that my I is much higher than my D. People who are S's are stable and compliant. These are team players. These are people who don't rock the boat. These are nurses to the doctors out there. These are folks who uh, essentially, boy, I, I think that they're stable. I think that they're steady. I think that they're maybe a little bit predictable. Uh, S's are a ravishing amount of people in this world. In fact, 69% of the world are seen to be high S's. Now, my S is like a 50. I'm kind of right there in the middle. C is the final one. This is calculated and analytical. This is very exact. Everything has its place and things are clean and straightened up. Now, we think that the C's of the world are probably the accountants. 17% of the world are C's, 3% are D's, 11% are I's, and 69% are S's. Let me break this down in layman's terms for you. As if you're getting on an elevator, a high D pushes the button, even though it's already been pushed. The I gets on the elevator and talks to people, even if they haven't been drinking. The S's wait to get on that elevator, and maybe we'll wait for the next one because it looks like it's pretty full. And the C's look around and calculate everybody's body weight to see if the elevator will fall to its impending doom. So which one are you? Are you a D, I, S, or C? And you might be a little bit of both. I'm a D and an I, and I know that. So on the trading cards that we have, we know what people are. And it's our job as great leaders to mirror and match. I would be foolish as a high D to go to somebody who's a high S, and those basically are enemies with one another. They Rare do you see somebody who is a super dominant team player? Rare do you see someone who's a really social accountant? The I's and C's are usually opposites, just as the D's and S's are. And it's our job in leadership to mirror and match with that person that we're connecting with and to meet them with their language, their love language, and to meet them with their way of handling themselves, which is their DISC profile. So that shows up on our trading card as well. We then have Strengths Finder that shows up on the trading cards. Uh, an awesome test. The Clifton Strengths Finders is great. By the way, the disc test is free online. Clifton Strengths Finder, go and buy the book. And then it's like a $15 book and you get the code uh, with it to take your Strengths Finders. Uh, by the way, my Strengths Finder is this, is I am activation, uh, activator, strategic, woo, positivity, and communication. And so those are my five strengths. Uh, and when you know that about the person, I know that about every single one of my team members, I know maybe why they're making me crazy or why I'm making them crazy. Because when you can see how they naturally want to be, if, you're, if your number one strength is harmony, that means you're probably fearful of conflict, it, in fact, creates anxiety around you. We have one of our team members right now who is in the midst of dealing with chaos in her world. And harmony is her number one strength. And so I know that I have to spend extra time 
both building her up and giving her the courage. And then we don't have her stand alone. We make sure that we have somebody by her side that can help have some difficult conversations because that's not her natural strength. Great leadership recognizes strengths and weaknesses and builds around that. You would be foolish to tell a monkey to go swim exceedingly well, just like you'd be foolish to tell a fish to go and climb a tree. Instead, great leadership is a customized plan for that individual so that you can take what they're great at and help them exalt that. The final piece on our trading cards uh, is uh, the Myers-Briggs. And I'm not good at Myers-Briggs, so I'm not even going to pretend to tell you all of that. But I am uh, I am an ENFJ, I think. Uh, I, I'm even going to have to look. See, uh, there I go, just making it up. It's in my book. You can read it there. How about that? Uh, but all of that's on our trading cards because I want to emphasize the point one more time of how important it is for you to know about those that you work with. When you know about them and you can customize a plan for them and take time to develop a personalized plan for each of them, you'll have far greater success. But that takes time. And taking time is exhausting. Know this, that leadership is slow and management is fast. Now, like I said, I was conceived in the 70s, born in the 80s, and I'm a kid who grew up watching infomercials. In college, I was drinking some Coors Light with my buddy Buzz. I think everybody has a buddy named Buzz in college, but my buddy Buzz and I were sitting back having a couple Coors Lights, and on on comes this infomercial of these guys with unbelievable six-packs and eight-packs and ten-packs. And my flabby belly uh, certainly could have used some toning. And what they were selling was a product called the Ab Shocker. Literally, it sends shock waves into your abdominal region, so it's as if you're doing crunches while just sitting back and drinking Coors Light and watching TV. So, of course, Buzz and I order the Ab Shocker. It arrives on a random Tuesday afternoon. We quickly sit down, watch The Big Lebowski probably four times over, and we burned out the Ab Shocker in its first day. Now, I didn't have ripping abs from it. I just had burned off belly hair. I think when we want things that are quick and easy, it's as foolish as dressing people in multiples that are one size fits all. It's as ironic as going to a fast food restaurant and expecting it to taste unbelievably good. Fast isn't better. Leadership is slow. Management is fast. In college, college was a weird time for me. It was a great time, but I I sure learned a lot about myself. And I started uh, gambling really seriously in college. I I had a buddy down the the hall from me who had figured out this algorithm where you could go and you could deposit $100 and they give you $50 in free money to play with. And after you gambled for just a little bit, they then let you cash out. And I started doing this and earning some extra side cash. In fact, I have a buddy who's doing this with credit cards right now. He was just playing the system and winning. But I took that and I started gambling. And in fact, there were a couple of years in my life where I was a professional gambler. I don't talk about it much because it's not something I'm proud of, but I've certainly learned some lessons. And the higher I climbed, the faster I played and the bigger the stakes got. I think you can be financially irresponsible with gambling if you're playing like penny slots. If you're betting like a quarter a hand, and don't get me wrong, that can be a lot of money for some people. But even with me at college, I could play a quarter a hand and it wasn't like I was risking big. 
But the more responsibility I found, the more finances I had, the bigger I started to play, the more irresponsible I became because I kept looking for that fast, feel good, get your way out of jail and just do something quick way to go. And that was that was gambling for me as I played fast. And when I played fast, I wasn't playing the game. If it was slow and steady and reading those around me, I was a really good poker player. And I wonder in your life right now, where are you playing way too fast? Where are you chasing after things that look like an easy uh, way out? That next shiny object. Shiny objects do not get you the best life. It is a slow and methodical grind that will lead you to who you need to be and surround yourself with the right kind of people. So let me challenge you today. What in your life do you need to slow down on? What needs to become customizable? What needs to become something that is not just fast, that is not a one-size-fits-all? Who in your life do you need to learn more about so that you can be better for? The people that you're leading or the people that you're working with, are you giving them a one-size-fits-all mentality or are you giving them a customized, individualized plan for them to grow and to be better? When you help them, my goodness, it will help you. So folks, if you haven't done so yet, go to hatchingleaders.com, sign up for the Hatching Leaders podcast. We love bringing this content to you and we want to continue to bring some great joy into your world. But for now, go and do good.